0: What's up, guys? We're back for the uh, sixth episode of the Appalachian Broncos podcast. I apologize for our long break. Uh, yeah. We've both been really busy. Uh, I mean, I've been coaching the rugby team here at Frostburg and trying to finish out my last semester. I know Nate, you've been extremely busy yourself. Yeah, I've been
1: teaching forty hours a week at elementary school, twenty hours of coaching tennis at the college, and the masters programs. A lot of, a lot of, a lot on my plate. A lot of
0: stuff going on there. <laughs> But we figured, you know, since the drafts today, we'd drop another episode because, you know, it's a big day for the NFL and big day for the Broncos. So with that, let's get down into it. we got some pretty cool stuff. What you got for us, Nate?
1: Yeah, so breaking news. Just a little bit of Tebow, if you want to yeah. talk about Tebow.
0: Saw today Ian Rappaport dropped a report that uh, Tim Tebow recently worked out for the Jacksonville Jaguars as a tight end. And then yeah. he just elaborated on that and said they've been trying him as a Taysom Hill type players
1: so yeah it's just it's just kind of ironic because that's why he left the NFL mm-hmm. is he didn't want to be a tight end or fullback
0: i think it's the perfect spot for him though it's his hometown team and the head coach of the jaguars is his college coach yeah so it's the perfect spot him and trevor lawrence i think could tear it up right honestly.
1: and even even if he doesn't play he's a great guy to have on the roster mm-hmm. just for motivation and experience
0: i i had a feeling when he quit playing baseball that he was going to try to come back to football yeah, in some yeah. kind of i mean capacity. he's still
1: healthy is he, has, he mm-hmm. hasn't had as much wear and tear on his body exactly but um, also, Rodgers apparently has talked to some people within the Packers that he wants to possibly look for a trade or look for another team, which has Broncos nation all out of sorts now. Mm-hmm. So
0: Yeah, Nate and I were saying a minute ago that if you look at the Broncos roster on paper, it's like a quarterback's dream with all the young talent we have with Jerry, Judy, Cortland, Sutton, KJ, Noah. Yeah. Albert like that's that's the dream yeah I mean it, even
1: if you're a quarterback that wants to stay on your team you got to look at the Broncos and say man that would be so sweet to, be, to have all those weapons
0: right yeah just all we got to do is just bring it all together so and then we, you know big news yesterday you get traded for Teddy Bridgewater and we Nate and I have been having a differing opinions on this. What do what you think about that one there, Nick? Yeah,
1: I, I mean, I like the signing of Bridgewater because my thought process is Locke's got some stuff in him still. Like, I think he's he has the opportunity to be the guy, whether he brings it out or not. I think he has all the skills and everything that we need to succeed. Um, but he also didn't really prove himself last year, so it's kind of risky to go with him another year. So I like bringing in Bridgewater just in case something happens. We have a vet who's been through just about every situation a starter could be through with his injuries, being backup, being a starter, leading a team, everything like that. So you have that as a backup plan to play. You also have Bridgewater's knowledge to help Locke grow, which he's definitely done, learned under some great quarterbacks like Breeze and some others. And I think he'll push Locke, hopefully bring the best out of Locke. And if Locke doesn't get pushed and improve because of this, that just shows that he's not the guy, but I think it definitely means that we're keeping lock and going lock unless something crazy like Rodgers or something like that happens.
0: See, so yeah, I have you know totally opposite view. I was real hesitant about the trade. I was really actually upset about it. I'm sick of the Broncos getting other teams like used goods at quarterback like Case Keenum, Joe Flacco, Teddy Bridgewater, and I think this trade signifies that Drew Locke's on the move. Sometime this weekend, I think we're going to trade up And draft a quarterback and potentially have drew lock as a part of that trade because there's a lot of teams ahead of us that have a vet but they don't have anybody behind the vet like the Falcons have Matt Ryan that's getting up there in age the Lions have Jared Goff but how much do they trust Jared Goff those are two spots that I could see drew lock getting packaged to as a part of a move up for somebody like fields
1: yeah I I understand that but I just don't think that lock packs enough of a value to make it worth us trading up. I think he'll I think Locke is more of like a throw in kind mm-hmm. of add to a trade, not like a main incentive. Lock lock would be so, like
0: the equivalent of like a fourth round or fifth round pick yeah, next year. And, yeah,
1: and I I don't think I wanna like trade up and add lock to it and like lose our first mm-hmm. round next year and yeah hurt ourselves in the future when we're building I th- so well. I
0: think if they include lock and they do depending on the team, if they do first round this year, third round Second next year, Drew, they could move up. I think that would be a way for a team like to like switch
1: move. first, give a third, and then a yeah. Second. I still don't know if locks enough value for a team to want that.
0: Yeah, it depends on what they see. The only there's only two teams ahead of us. I could see wanting him. It'll be the Lions and Atlanta.
1: Yeah, and and I'm not sure if they want to move back that yeah, far. Is there's obviously people they want to take at mm, their picks. I think
0: the Falcons are set on Kyle Pitts, so it's yeah. all about us just trying to beat out teams behind us for a quarterback if that's the direction we're going
1: yeah i don't think we are but it's okay yeah. we'll get to it we'll get
0: to it so, <laughs> so going into that we're going to talk about the top needs the broncos have there's a couple different ones what, you, what what do you have down here for us yeah maybe?
1: so i'm I, my ranking my number one need we we've needed for the last like four or five years has been inside linebacker we have great tacklers josie jewel alexander johnson but we don't have any speed we no need a courage. guy we need a guy that can size up with a tight end cover them run sideline sideline make tackles we need somebody more than just ground game then i have we need some little bit of running back depth because we know melvin gordon isn't the best out of the backfield catching it so maybe a speedy change of pace third and long type of guy who could possibly transform into a starter down the road would be awesome um some o-line depth is always great um as we learned last year
0: especially with Jawan james only playing like 19 snaps over the last like four or five years so
1: yeah i think the whole nfl realized how important o-line depth is with all the injuries is anything can happen anytime um i put quarterback depth we'll get to it when we when we start breaking down some players one of us thinks that we need to get a high value quarterback one of us thinks we need a potential surprise quarterback later in the draft and it's always good to look into the db's O-line, D-line, mm-hmm. receiving options. So. Yep. What do you got for us? Mark's got a little bit more um his draft IQ. That's a lot more his forte. He loves the draft. I'm more of a in-season free agent yep. kind of guy. So.
0: so. yeah, We'll start with the uh, inside linebackers. I got four names down here. First and foremost, Michael Parsons. I know that's a guy that you really like. Love him. Two, two-year starter at Penn State. Had 191 tackles, six and a half sacks, and two forced fumbles. The only problem I see with him is that he has some really bad character concerns. I've read some reports about him doing some, like, really horrible, hazing, like, next, le- like, taken to the level it should never have been taken to in, like, the locker room, and apparently he almost got kicked out of Penn State, uh, from what I heard. He, like, g- gets into fights with coaches and stuff, I don't think that's somebody that Vic Fangio is going to want to deal with.
1: Yeah, we also got to thank Vic Fangio is a way different coach than he had in yeah, college. He's a and, lot
0: more of a hard-ass, you know. And
1: you look at our defense and our leaders on our defense. Um,
0: he won't be one of them.
1: Well, he's not going to be a leader, but our leaders on our defense aren't going to put up with that. Like, yeah. you you can't picture Darian Stewart and Justin Simmons putting up with any of that. Von Miller went through a similar thing when he came to the NFL, yeah. so he's not going to let that yeah, I was happen. Say, yeah,
0: Von Miller, I mean, character concerns. I mean, Michael Parsons is definitely in play at nine. I think if we decide to trade back, if there's a team, like if the quarterback we don't want isn't there at nine or any player, we trade back and there's three more linebackers we could take. We could take Jeremiah Olusu karamoa from Notre Dame. Two-year starter for them, had 134 tackles, seven pass defenses, 10 sacks, five forced fumbles, and one INT. Out of all of them, him and the next guy are the two guys that I would be the most excited for. The next guy is Zavin Collins out of Tulsa, three-year player. 236 tackles, eight passes, pass defenses, seven and a half sacks, one forced fumble, one INT. And then to round out my inside linebacker rankings, I had Jamin Davis from Kentucky, another three-year player, who had 131 tackles, three pass defenses, two sacks, one forced fumble, and four INTs. Yeah, it,
1: if, I think with our setup on our team, I definitely want to go Micah Parsons at nine, unless like something crazy happens and like... Kyle Pitts drops to nine or something Mm -hmm. like that, but...
0: Which I think if Kyle Pitts drops the nine, you're going to see so many teams trying to trade up. Yeah,
1: yeah. Because he's he's the best athlete in the Mm -hmm. draft.
0: He's generational talent. Yeah. But I definitely think those second through fourth guys I have on there are definitely in play if we trade down.
1: Well, I think think the second and the third, Collins and Owusu, I think they are first round. I think Davis might even drop to the second round, Mm -hmm. so... I mean, Collins has all, all the experience, all the stats. Um, Owusu and Collins, and e- even Davis have the like pass stats to kind of back up their coverage game with their interceptions, pass breakups, all that.
0: And the yeah, the one thing I would say about Collins and Owusu, Karamo, that differentiate them is I really don't know what kind of level of comp- Tulsa's playing compared to Notre Dame. Mm-hmm. So his stats could be inflated due to just you know weaker comp. But yeah. I mean, if they're if Tulsa's playing big teams, I'm not really familiar with what conference they're in. So if there's any Tulsa fans that end up listening to this, and they you guys play some pretty big schools, I apologize. But
1: yeah, I mean, I think you look at these name stats like they're all like a, a coin flip. But Parsons is just the great, so much better of an mm-hmm. athlete than them.
0: Like I believe he used to play quarterback before yeah, he came to Yeah, his, his state IQ there. is insane. If mm-hmm. you watch
1: him play, like. He's one of those guys that can yeah. lead the defense from from the middle.
0: He's definitely a beast like I said the only thing that makes me hesitant is the character concerns, but we can get past it. There's yeah, tons think, of players in the league. Yeah, I think I think that's something concerns.
1: that we have players who've gone through that and mm-hmm. can get them through it, so.
0: Yeah, and the next on the list we have running back and you know, if you listen to our previous one of our previous episodes, we kind of talked about the running back situation a little bit and you know, my guy number 1 obviously had my my guy Travis Etienne. I didn't even include Najee Harris on this list cuz I doubt he would even be in play for us because I've heard yeah. rumblings that the Steelers are guaranteed to take him at 24 if he falls. So I have my guy Travis Etienne, which I'm starting to think he might not even fall to us in the second round. But Travis, yeah,
1: I think, I think he's like,
0: I think he's getting snagged into the first round. Yeah, if, if he makes it out of the first, it's the first couple of teams in the second. Yeah, I mean, he obviously for good reasons, he is over four years. He has 4,952 rushing yards and 70 rushing touchdowns yeah. with 7.2 yards per carry with, Almost 1,200 receiving yards and eight touchdowns there. I mean, that's just, you know, that's exactly what we were talking about. What mm-hmm. we would need to have a running back. But if he doesn't fall to us, I would like Javante Williams.
1: Yeah, that's that's the guy uh, I want the most. And mm-hmm. I'm partially, I'm a big UNC fan. I have mm-hmm. been for a while. Basically, my whole life being from North Carolina, so I've been watching them closely, and I just love what Javante Williams brings to the field.
0: Yeah, I think Javante Williams and Michael Carter, either one of them I'd yeah. be fine with. I mean, they both have over 2,000 yards rushing, both over 20 touchdowns, both over 500 yards receiving. Those yeah. are two options. Receiving touchdowns, mm-hmm.
1: great yards per carry for after the catch.
0: Yeah, yeah. I mean, Javante Running. Williams was averaging ten, almost 11 yards per catch. <laughs> And then I have two sleeper guys on here that I think if we don't, if all three of these guys are out of play for our second pick, we could maybe take them later on, maybe trade back into the later end of the second or take them in Mm -hmm. the third. And I have Trey Sermon from Ohio State and Chuba Hubbard from Oklahoma State. A lot of people, a couple. A while back thought Chuba Hubbard would be the number 1 running back in this class but he kind of fell off a little bit.
1: Yeah, he didn't have great pro days or anything mm-hmm. like that either so. But I
0: mean he had almost 3500 yards and 33 touchdowns rushing, almost 500 receiving yards and three touchdowns. And then you have Trey Sermon who had almost 3000 yards, 26 TDs rushing and 486 receiving yards and three TDs and that I mean he performed well with two teams so he showed that he can pick up different systems. Yep. He had 3 He's years a smart of, guy. 3 years at OU, 1 year at Ohio State. But that, you know that's all. That's all I have for the running backs. Those are the five that I really would target. Outside of those five guys, I'm not really excited about too many of them.
1: Yeah, I think I think we could get Javante Williams in the third. Mm-hmm. Which is what I, which I. It depends, really like him. It
0: depends on what some of these other teams. I've heard that um, the Jets would take Travis Etienne. I think the Jaguars might try to pair Trevor Lawrence back up with Travis Etienne, and that might generate the other running backs to fall.
1: Yeah, yeah, but I still like. In today's NFL, running backs just don't get picked early. Like it doesn't matter how good of a running back you are. Like Najee
0: Harris five years ago is a top ten pick, Mm -hmm. and this year he's like late, late first round. I mean, I mean, you look at some of the past top running backs taken. Like the only two that there are only four that come to mind are like Melvin Gordon, Todd Gurley, Christian McCaffrey, and Leonard Fournette.
1: Those are all from like four years ago. Mm -hmm. And then
0: you like look at Trent Richardson number three overall yeah. pick, and look what he's doing now. He's not yeah. doing anything. So you don't – running back is – and especially with the heavy pass league, you don't really need to reach for running backs anymore. No. You
1: can get to O-Lineman next.
0: O-Line, you know, we, we've we had questions on O-Line. Luckily, Garrett Bowles stepped up for us. So I'm thinking, you know, we switch. We might switch to uh, the other side with Juwan James, you know, being a question mark. Is he, you know, going to be in shape? So there's three guys I could see us – taking that could move us over there first one would be Rashawn slater who i definitely think is in play at nine i've seen tons of things linking us to him which i think he actually might be who we end up taking in the first round
1: yeah i mean you can never, as a football fan, be upset about a great lineman because it's just—it's where everybody starts. It's
0: not—it's not an exciting pick, but it's a necessary it's, pick.
1: It's probably the most important pick.
0: The only problem with him is—is is he was a 2020 opt out, and I've read reports that a lot of the 2020 opt outs looked horrible at their pro days, yeah. like they looked insanely out of shape. But in his last season, he did play. He only—he allowed zero sacks and only five total pressures, which is insane. Mm-hmm. And apparent, and he had a pretty good game against uh, Chase Young. Mm-hmm. in college so getting a cool. sack the whole game i exactly, mean <laughs> exactly yeah so i mean if you can allow the defensive rookie of the year to not get a single sack you're doing something right yeah then i have two other guys i have christian derisov from virginia tech who allowed zero sacks and zero qb hits all last season which is which is <laughs> crazy i mean that's something drew drew had pressure in his face a lot last year and i think that's one thing that really destroyed him. <laughs> yeah
1: if, if you're drew Locke you got to be more excited about an O lineman than a receiving I mean, or running back threat because you already have everything you need. Mm-hmm. You just need a little more time.
0: Yeah, and then there's one one more guy that's a later round prospect. If we trade back, that I is actually I think might be my favorite offensive lineman in the draft. Is this draft. late
1: first round or this would be like late first or like okay. mid
0: to late first round? Say we trade back with a team like Washington at 19 or something like that. Okay, and it's Tevin Jenkins from Oklahoma, who in the last two seasons combined has allowed zero sacks. I mean, I get it, Big 12, they don't play much defense, but like that's still pretty impressive yeah. with a league that, where, with the conference where it's pretty pass-heavy.
1: Yeah, I'll let you talk about um, your quarterback options, and then yeah. I'll get to mine.
0: Yeah, so Nate and I have two totally different quarterback philosophies. I have, you know, t- my quarterbacks I have that I want to target. I'm totally fine with us targeting Nate's quarterbacks, but I believe with the Bridgewater trade, like I said earlier, that signifies the end of Drew Locke's tenure in Denver. And will see. Yeah. <laughs> And I think one of these three guys will be his eventual replacement. I'm going to start off with the guy I want the most out of the three and Justin Fields, Ohio State. You know, two seasons as the starter there. Played in a shortened season, 2020. Barely played when he was at Georgia. He had 5,701 passing yards, 67 pass touchdowns, 9 interceptions, and a 68.4 completion percentage. With 1,133 rushing yards and 19 rushing touchdowns. Like, that that adds a whole nother level of dynamic yeah, to our i comments. mean I,
1: I don't want to pick a quarterback at nine mm-hmm. but if we do it's Fields. it better be fields because fields, yeah. i'm gonna be so mad if we take lancer jones
0: yeah so the quarterback <laughs> speaking of them we'll, we'll transition <laughs> yeah. to them the quarterback i want the least out of the three i know nate and i differ on this is trey lance trey lance you know north dakota state fcs Only one full season as a starter. He only played one game in twenty twenty and he looked awful. He looked their one game they played, their exposition game, he played poorly. He does have, you know, the collegiate record for the most consecutive passes without an interception though. Yeah. So that's pretty good. So I mean in his his stats are two thousand nine hundred and forty seven pass yards, thirty touchdowns, his one interception, sixty five point four percent completion percentage. 1,300 rushing yards and 18 rushing touchdowns. I didn't realize he – I knew he ran, but I didn't realize he ran that much. And looking at his rushing stats compared to Justin Fields and the difference of the amount of games played is insane.
1: Yeah, um, I I like – I think Trey Lance has a lot of talent, but he has a lot of inconsistency with his experience.
0: Yeah, exactly. If we were to draft one of the QBs and Trey Lance was the one, say we start Bridgewater and he gets hurt – I don't think Trey Lance will be ready. I don't think he'd be ready to start a
1: game. He needs like a year or two. Meanwhile,
0: Justin Fields, if we brought him in, he'd probably beat Teddy Bridgewater out within two weeks and be the starter.
1: You think think Justin Fields is similar, better, or worse than Kyler Murray coming out of college?
0: That's a tough one. I think he's slightly worse. I think Kyler Murray's better. That's
1: where I'm at right now. I think he's... I think that's the closest guy I can compare mm-hmm. him to, and I think he's a little bit worse. I've
0: been following Justin Fields since he was in high school. He had their uh, the, the sh- Cam
1: Newton camp days mm-hmm. with that viral video,
0: and then there was a she had a he was a part of a Netflix documentary called QB One, uh-huh. where it highlighted Watch different that. QBs. He was one of the QBs on there. He's actually the only one. Him and Jake Fromm are the only two that ever went got sniffed the NFL. So, yeah. I mean, I've been following Justin Fields, and then there's the third guy that's a sleeper that I think we might pick him i'm not sure this would be like
1: this is my least favorite if of the we three. <laughs> if
0: we trade up and pick him that would be a mistake but if we stay pat at nine that makes more sense and it's mac jones from alabama you know only one full year is the starter because you know had jalen hurts and tua started a lot in 2019 because of tua's hip injury and did you know that mac jones used to piss nick saban off at practice because they would like tell him on scout team to throw interceptions and on purpose wouldn't. and he wouldn't do it he was like he's like I want to throw completions and I want to like get better and they, that like pissed him off. But I mean, Mac Jones has 6126 yards, 56 touchdowns, seven interceptions, the best completion percentage by far out of any of these guys with 74.3%. And you know, I just threw it in there as a joke. He has 42 rushing yards and two rush touchdowns in his career.
1: Yeah, I, the thing I don't like about Mac Jones is like just like Lance, he doesn't have a lot of playing experience, which is Always risky,
0: and the talent around him. Could yeah, yeah, you.
1: and and Alabama quarterbacks have never really like shown out in the NFL. Like exactly, it's it's so like
0: if you think of the recent names like AJ McCarron, Blake yeah. Sims. Yeah, I mean you have Tua and Jalen Hurts out there right doing, now. They're
1: doing all. They're surviving, yeah, but they haven't really. They're like, both
0: in talks of getting replaced at yeah, this point. And yeah. I mean Jalen Hurts ended up transferring anyway to Oklahoma, yeah. so. I mean, and then and then we got your two guys, Nate, if you want to yeah, talk so, about that. So
1: like I said earlier, my thought process on quarterback is I, wanna, I don't want to pick a quarterback at nine. I want to get a guy like fourth round, fifth round, sixth round that has a lot of upside. Definitely with that type of player, you're going to have some issues with it, whether it's lack of playing time or maybe a talent deficit or maybe some bad stats. But I want to try to look at a guy I can get in the lower half of the draft with a lot of potential that could possibly in a couple of years be that guy to beat out somebody or mm-hmm. at least be valuable enough to get a lot of picks in a trade I like agree. Jimmy Garoppolo. Yep, How much the Patriots got from him. And I
0: wanted the Broncos to draft Jimmy Garoppolo yeah. when he came out. So,
1: so the first one um, I think the, a really big name that people would be excited for in a late round pick is Kyle Trask quarterback at Florida. He was a two year starter his 2020 stats he had a 68.9 percent completion rating 4,200 some yards 43 touchdowns eight interceptions something great I mean that just almost pop- won the Heisman yeah pops off the paper almost mm-hmm. won the Heisman he has great touch and one of the things that I love about him is he has great poise in the pocket when he's pressured mm-hmm. he's really good at standing in moving around the pocket when he's being pressured which as we know is Locke's weakness yep um and then some of his weaknesses is that he's not the most mobile. But we've succeeded with Peyton Manning. We've succeeded with some guys that weren't the most mobile mm-hmm. quarterback. So that that's fine. We can mm-hmm. we can handle he, he's, that.
0: He's mobile enough where he can get out of trouble when he needs to.
1: He's like John Elway mobile.
0: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Old oh, late John Elway. Mobile. Yeah, 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 not not young John Elway. Late L. John Elway.
1: Yeah. Um, then Jamie Newman is my second one. Quarterback at Georgia. He was a one-year starter. His 2020 stats, he has 60.9% completion rating. Just shy of 3,000 yards passing, 26 touchdowns, 11 interceptions. And we know Georgia is a run-heavy team. So, obviously, Kyle Trask's stats from Mm -hmm. Florida are going to be a lot flashier because they just throw the ball like crazy. Um, Some benefits of Newman are his quick release, insanely fast. Um, He's a super athlete, which the NFL Mm -hmm. is kind of shading towards nowadays with quarterbacks, and he has great, like, ball placement with his throws and things like that. Um, Issues, lack of experience, and he kind of struggles with pocket awareness opposite Mm -hmm. of Kyle Trask. He, he, like Lamar Jackson, gets rushed. His first option because he's so athletic is he runs because he knows that in college that's that's an easy 15 yards every Mm -hmm. time when the NFL – you, you might, you might try to run and get creamed by a linebacker. Yeah, you so. got to fight for it a little more. Yeah, but I think both those guys are going to be extremely valuable, high-potential picks later in the draft that I would like.
0: Yeah, I think Kyle Trask might not even make it out of the second round, depending on who doesn't get a QB in the first. Like, I think if a team, like, Chicago doesn't get a QB or Washington. Yeah. I think he'll be around in in,
1: in late third. There's two.
0: And then there's two more QBs that a lot of people have highly ranked Davis Mills and Kellen Mond. Uh Those are two other names to keep in mind as well. But we'll, you know, we'll end that with, uh, end that section. We're going to go into Nate's way back Bronco. He did a little differently this time. It's actually pretty interesting. Yeah.
1: So instead of going way back Bronco with some player that we've had in the hall of fame or ring of fame, I figure way back Bronco draft style since this is a draft episode. Okay. Last time the Broncos selected an offensive player in the top ten picks of the draft was Chris Hinton, a guard. We picked him number four overall from Northwestern in 1983. And do you know what we used him for? Traded him for John Elway. We traded him for John Elway. He never played a snap with us. But that's the last time it's been... Mm -hmm. almost 40 years since the last time we've picked an offensive player in the first 10 picks
0: and another interesting fact i saw this the other day the broncos have had a top 10 pick in three of the last four drafts and they have failed to draft a franchise quarterback yeah we had 2018 with josh allen baker mayfield lamar jackson Mm -hmm. then 2019 um that was a weak qb class that's when we got drew in yeah i mean that was understandable we traded out of that spot and then i mean we have this one so if we pass on again, I don't think another good crop of QBs is going to come through in a while, unless we're holding out hope that we can draft Peyton Manning's nephew in 2025. So,
1: yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Uh, you never know. His names come out of, out of college every single year. Yeah. Um. Next one. Next stat from my way back Bronco. 1973, we picked number nine. That is the last time that we picked number nine. Uh, We picked Otis Armstrong, a running back from Purdue. He played his entire career with the Broncos from 1973 to 1980. He had over 1,000 carries in his career, 4,500 yards rushing in his career, 1,300 receiving yards, 32 total touchdowns. He also was used in the return games, punting and kicking. He was the 1977, he led the Broncos um, to the Super Bowl, which we lost the Cowboys 27-10, um, which looking back at the Super Bowls we lost is pretty close, mm-hmm. yeah. <laughs> um, even though it's a, like, a three-score game. And a
0: lot of people think Craig Morton threw that game on purpose since he used to play for the Cowboys. So. Yeah, but who knows. Yeah. But
1: that same year, um, Otis Armstrong led the league in rushing with over 1,400 yards, and he led the league in yards per carry with 5.3 yards per carry. So definitely got some good value last time we picked number nine. Next stat, last three picks inside the top ten were linebackers, and they were all successes, which is why I'm still here thinking we got to go linebacker and get Parsons. Okay. Mm -hmm. So we picked Von Miller, the biggest name in 2011, picked him number two overall, and he was the defensive rookie of the year. Next up, 2018, we picked bradley chubb pick number five he was one of three people to get votes for defensive rookie of the year so he almost won defensive rookie of the year i think he was third place in that voting i
0: think it was really close yeah Yeah. it was a rough year for him
1: and then we picked mike crowell in 1991 with the fourth pick dating way back we didn't have a lot of top 10 picks for Mm -hmm. many years and he also won defensive rookie of the year so that's the, our last three linebackers we selected early in the draft. All three were Defensive Rookie of the Year or a couple votes from being Defensive and Rookie of the Year.
0: To think about that, the other time, 2019, we had the top 10 pick, a lot of people thought we were going to take linebacker Devin Bush. Yeah. So it seems like people just assume the Broncos are taking linebackers in the top yeah. 10. I, I mean, it works. That's what so we pick and that's what results and that's
1: what we need. It works. Um. Some fun facts here. I went through um, every pro bowler selected since 2000 um, with the number ninth overall pick. So 2014, the most recent pro bowler. You also got to think, like, obviously the people selected the last two, three years, they've only had a couple years to kind of grow. So obviously there's a little gap. Mm -hmm. But 2014, Anthony Barr, pro bowler. Beast. Linebacker. Yep. Next one, Luke Keekley 2012. Absolute monster. Linebacker. One of my favorite players ever. 2011, Tyron Smith, tackle, stud, mm-hmm. future Hall of Famer. 2010, C.J. Spiller, had running good,
0: back. Had a good run for a few years. Yep.
1: B.J. Raji, Solid. defensive tackle. Solid. Um, Carlos Rogers, Solid. cornerback. Solid yeah. guy. Kevin Williams, defensive tackle, 103. 2002, John Henderson, big boy for the mm-hmm. Jags, defensive tackle. Then Corrin Robinson, a receiver for the Jags, which neither of us really yeah. remembered him, which yeah. is rare for us. Mm-hmm. And then 2000, Brian Erlacher, Hall of Famer, linebacker.
0: You notice what position is not on there? <coughs> Quarterback.
1: So if break it down a little bit, that it just kind of works out perfectly. That since now to 2000, there's ten picks that have been Pro Bowlers at pick number nine um three of them linebackers brian urlacher luke Keekley, anthony barr two of them probably hall of famers maybe mm-hmm. kookley that's Keekley, that's i think a...
0: will, will be eventually um
1: then we go a little bit even further we go let's add pass rushers on defense that goes six out of the ten pass rushers or linebackers hard mm-hmm. of the defense you want to go defense in general, that's 7 out of 10 Pro Bowlers picked at 9 or yep. defensive players. Mm-hmm. You only have C.J. Spiller, who is great for a couple years, and where is he now? Gone. Gone. Yep. He had like two, three years production, then kind of disappeared. Mm-hmm. Tyron Smith, I mean, he is a, he is great. Like, he's just lo- the definition of longevity. And then we got Corn Robinson, receiver, that we didn't even know. Yeah. So you'd think we take out Robinson – we take out Spiller, who only had a couple good years. That's only Tyron Smith, an offensive player that was a success since 2000, mm-hmm. picked at number nine. So yeah. yeah, so we'll finish that. I'll get over to Mark. Let him start doing his mock draft here. Yep,
0: so I did a full first-round mock draft. There's no trades involved, so I mean some of these picks are going to be a little wild. I mean I could see the same pick being made, say the team trades up. I'll try to get through this quickly because I know Nate has to get out of here pretty soon. So, we're going to start off, you know, picks one and two. Everybody basically knows the consensus. Number one overall, Trevor Lawrence to the Jaguars. What? No no big surprise there. Number two, Zach Wilson to the Jets. Another no big surprise. And yeah, I, no. Now, number three is where my draft starts getting a little interesting. I got Mac Jones going number three overall <laughs> to, okay. to the 49ers. Okay. Because I think that Kyle Shanahan likes his play style. I, I,
1: I would love Mac Jones to go number three.
0: I don't think that... I've read, seen the reports that you know the 49ers are trying to side between Lance and Jones. It could just be smokescreen. They want and I've fields. seen, I've seen both. So. It, they see, they could see fe- one feels the whole time, but I think Mac Jones fits what Kyle Shanahan does. and He had success with Matt Ryan, mm-hmm. had success with Jimmy Garoppolo. That, po- that pocket passer. Yeah, I think he wants somebody like Mac. So at number four, I have Kyle Pitts going to Atlanta. I think this is a trade opportunity for the Broncos, but I really don't think the Atlanta Falcons are w- going to want to pass on Kyle Pitts. Yeah, I mean, you got a super-athletic tight end. You got Julio and Calvin Ridley. Yeah, that's unstoppable. They're trying to
1: become the Broncos.
0: At number five, I have Jamar Chase going to the Bengals, reuniting with Joe Burrow. A lot of people have a lot They got chemistry them. there. That, that'd be a smart pick. Especially to kinda... with, since they lost A.J. Green, that's definitely a good yeah. spot for them. Yeah. Number This is where I have a run. I have three receivers going in a row right here. Three. Number six, I have the Dolphins taking Devonta Smith, reuniting him with Tua. It's kind, of, it's kind of crazy thinking Devontae Smith is not the, the first one, receiver yeah. off the board. What yeah. a lot of people don't understand is Jamar Chase was miles ahead of any other receiver, and then yeah. he opted out yep. this last season. So And, and with the chemistry, that's, mm-hmm. that's makes easy sense. To. It makes sense, yeah. And then number seven, I have the other Alabama receiver, Jalen Waddell, going because the Lions lost Marvin speedy, Jones and Kenny speedy. Galladay. So who's Jared Goff got to throw the ball to besides TJ Hawkinson? Yeah. At eight, I have the first offensive lineman going, Penesol. To the Carolina Panthers. Mm-hmm. And here we go. Number nine, I have the Broncos taking. If the board falls this way, they'd be stupid not to make this pick. I have them taking Justin Fields at nine. You can say that.
1: Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. Is Parsons still available? Parsons is still available. And and even if you think about Parsons as like, well, I'll figure out where you get Parsons in a little bit, but I think you could even probably trade back a couple of picks and still get Parsons. Like yeah. I think Par-
0: Parsons might be around at like 15. Yeah. And yeah. Number 10, I have the Dallas Cowboys picking Patrick Sertain, who I honestly thought was going to be Denver's pick at nine. Yeah. Until, until, we, got until we went Darby, crazy Darby with yeah. our
1: corners and free agency. Right.
0: Yeah. I'm so glad we did. I mean, I could still, I've seen the people say we might still pick Sertain and pair him with Fuller and Darby and Callahan and just have, you know, the most OP secondary. O.J. Moudia, yeah, Simmons, <laughs> Bassey. Number 11, I have the Giants taking an edge rusher, Quiddy Payne from Michigan. Okay. Number 12, I have another corner going off the board at, to Philadelphia, J.C. Horn from South Carolina. Number 13, I have the second offensive lineman going, Rayshon Slater from Northwestern to the Chargers. which boy. Which would be bad for us. Yeah. Number fourteen, I have Jalen Phillips, edge rusher going to from Miami going to the Minnesota Vikings. Okay. Number fifteen, now this is where people are probably gonna get mad at me. I have number fifteen, I have Trey Lance going to the New England Patriots. I think that the Patriots have been talking about trading up. I think they're gonna end up trading for Jimmy Garoppolo, but I think if Trey Lance falls, which I think he has the possibility too, because I think it could be smoke screens how high teams are on him, I think this would be a perfect spot for him.
1: Yeah, I mean it's a great look because he has a year to learn behind I mean, Newton.
0: Newton, yeah, or and, Garoppolo if they yeah, trade for him. Yeah. So, here we go for you, Nate, number I'm sixteen fine, to the Arizona Cardinals. I have Michael Parsons. Yes, yeah, so
1: that exactly what I'm saying. And you mm-hmm. think you had the Patriots taking Trey Lance? Mm-hmm. We somehow convinced the Patriots to trade up to nine, take Trey Lance, take Trey Lance, and we get Parsons, Parsons at, 15, at yeah. fifteen and get a little draft capital either in mm-hmm. this draft or next year.
0: Yep dream at, scenario <laughs> exactly at 17 i have our arch rival the las vegas raiders taking jeremiah lusu karamoa i mean the guy we were just talking yeah. hype, so that would be pretty bad if they got him pair him with yeah the but cookie.
1: we got if we get parsons yeah I mean, he can't get away from him
0: number 18 with their second pick i have the miami dolphins keeping hometown boy there and gregory Rousseau, edge rusher from miami love it at 19 for all my friends that are washington football team fans i have them taking trayvon morig as safety which i know a lot of people will be confused about but I've seen reports that they've been asking Landon Collins to move from safety to linebacker, so they're going to have to fill his role. I mean, Collins has the body that he can mm. play anywhere. So. Yeah. At twenty, I have you know a pick that a lot of people don't know what's going on with him, Caleb Farley, corner from Virginia Tech. A lot of people think he might fall out of the first round due to injuries. Nah, no. he a lot, has, I, he has I, too much. Talent. I've even I've even seen that the Saints are trying to trade up into the top ten to draft him. So yeah, yeah. There's mm. he has
1: so much talent. There's no way.
0: At number twenty-one, I have Rondell Moore from per- the wide receiver from Purdue going to the Indianapolis Colts. At Twenty-two, Asante Samuel Jr. going to the corner from FSU going to Tennessee. That is awesome, man, At- Asante Samuel. It's Jr. so crazy to watch him my whole life growing up, and now his son's in the league. Same with Antoine Winfield Jr. Mm-hmm. At number twenty-three, I have the Jets with their second pick to pair with Zach <coughs> Wilson. I have them taking wide receiver Rashad Bateman from Minnesota. At twenty-four, like I said earlier, I have Najee Harris going to yeah. the Steelers. 25, with Jacksonville's second pick, you know, to protect Trevor Lawrence, I have them taking Tevin Jenkins, offensive lineman that we talked about. 26, I have the Cleveland Browns taking Zavin Collins. You pair him with Mac Jones. That's a pretty solid linebacking core you have there. 27, for Baltimore, their first pick, I have them taking pass rusher Aziz Ojulari from Georgia. 28, for the Saints, I have them taking wide receiver Kadarius Toney from Florida. For the Packers, I have them at 29, drafting christian Darrisaw, they could also go wide receiver here since you know aaron yeah. Rodgers has been begging for a receiver for years at 30 buffalo bills Jamin davis linebacker 31 baltimore ravens i have them taking Terrace marshall jr who's a wide receiver from lsu who's a really solid player got overshadowed by justin jefferson jamar chase a little bit so. yeah i mean who wouldn't <laughs> yeah but this last year is his year to shine and finally to end the first round i have the tampa bay buccaneers selecting offensive lineman elijah vera tucker from usc solid solid and i mean yeah you say people are going to be mad at
1: you but i think every every decision you made at least has a little bit of knowledge
0: Mm -hmm. and background behind it yeah my my whole my whole draft is basically dependent on who the 49ers take it through i think everybody's draft is dependent because we have you know picks one and two already decided but who's who's going three
1: yeah yeah, you i'm (laughs) Pitts might go 3. I, I saw
0: George Kittle yesterday on NFL Network was ch- campaigning for them to draft him and he says that if him and Pitts were a duo that'd be unstoppable.
1: Hey, and that's even more more logic to me of like in Kyle Trask is like he succeeded with speedy receivers and a big athletic tight end. What does the Broncos have? Exactly. Speedy receivers,
0: big yeah, tight end two and, big athletic tight ends. Yeah. Exactly. So, I mean, I think I think it's going to be interesting and I think everybody should, you know, keep their eyes peeled for what the Broncos try to do tonight at uh, 8 p.m. So,
1: yeah, I mean, thank you for everybody um, having patience with us with this little unintentional break we took. Mm -hmm. Get out there, get some wings, get some food, go to somebody's um, that you're close to's house and watch some football. I know me and Mark will be together, so. Yep, settling yeah. for the draft
0: and get ready for a wild yeah. weekend.
1: Yeah, and hopefully we'll see you soon back on the back on the little yeah, podcast. Yeah,
0: we'll probably do a little update after the draft to get like you know talk about all of yeah. our picks since we have eight of them. Yeah. So, other than that, uh, everybody have a good one. Thanks yeah. for tuning in. Yep, yeah, we'll see you.